And we are back on the KY Men Morning Show at 721. Joining us now at our studio is Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martin. Good morning. Good morning. Thank, morning. Thank you both so much for coming in on the day before uh, Thanksgiving. Is this is this your last assignment for the day? Judging by the way you're both dressed, it's probably not casual day. It's yeah, probably no. a working day. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife I'm I'm working a full day unless I crash. I can't continue working late in the day. So. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, you Are gotta, you working today, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I'm working, but uh, I'm you know I'm not real hard. Yeah. So you, yeah. you get easy questions today. And you, you mentioned yeah. you're cooking a turkey tomorrow. Too, yeah, doing so. the turkey. So yeah, it was a little quiet driving in. It really is. It kind of it kind of feels like everybody's starting the long holiday weekend uh, and making it a longer (laughs) holiday weekend. Yeah, hopefully some people are getting some much needed rest and Mm -hmm. just kind of relaxing and right, slowing down. Yeah, just so so important. Oh, geez, you want to get to council? Last night, what? Last (laughs) night, enough of the small talk. Last night you had a council (laughs) meeting, (laughs) and it was uh, it was really a short meeting. Now you had a, a closed door meeting after that to discuss uh some options for the future of uh, the ice arena uh we'll get to that first in just a minute i don't know how much of that you can talk about but uh, we're gonna pry something out of you <laughs> yes we were there um crowbar yeah uh you had uh first of all let's start off with that uh that uh, trail, you had a trail connection, uh, bids for the, uh, uh, it's uh, the Cannon River Trail. Uh, t- explain, I, I'm a little fuzzy on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you explain what that is and what you did last night? So primarily, I think we were looking for additional connections to that East Cannon River Trail. And this particular connection that would be put in is down there adjacent to where the new MnDOT truck um, station uh, just was located. There's some additional uses that are going in down in that area, and it provides an opportunity for people to then like get off the trail. It's paved. Uh, there is another um, wood chipped trail, but it's not ADA accessible if for anybody that's unstable on their feet. You can't. It's you can't. It's difficult uh, to go on, but. This particular uh, trail section or connection to the East Cannon River Trail would lead up to a, a, a stoplight where you can connect and get over to Target, uh, Applebee's, uh, Cub Foods, the YMCA. It really connects in with a lot of resources that are over across from Highway 3. And as we all know, if you want to cross Highway 3, you got to do it at a stoplight. And so this particular um, connection is a would lead to that stoplight. And so there was an alternate uh, last night that we'll be looking into to see if we can further uh, connect uh, that paved trail all the way to the stoplight. But that's yet to be determined. Which stoplight are we talking here? Honey Locust Drive, I believe. Honey Locust? Okay. So where's the the trail start and end, or this part? Is the start, you mentioned the uh, the maintenance facility. Is that uh, the the one by uh, Veterans uh, Park, or...? Oh, yeah. Most people don't really know that yet, do they? So the MnDOT truck station is moving off from the Highway 3 and Woodley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we've been talking with them for that uh, a long time. They have moved down to near where the um, post office annex Okay, is. so you're talking that facility. Yeah, okay. Hometown Credit Union is down there. You have... Um, 
gosh, what is Arby's is down there. Uh, you sure. have the Dundas Dome is down there. Mm-hmm. So it, we're seeing a lot of uh, more activity down in that area. Okay. And so the uh, would that connect an existing trail, the existing uh, Cannon River Trail uh, to, to, the, uh, to that area? Yeah, this is uh, connecting in the network. So the East Cannon River Trail connection is really what it's connecting to. And so the people who kind of live on that south side of town and on probably more on the, since most of the residential or all of residential really is over on the uh, east side of Highway 3, it's a more direct route for them to go and connect down to that East Cannon River Trail. It's been extremely popular. Uh, It's got a nice loop uh, with the uh, connecting Dundas and the city of Northfield, and it's kind of a nice little route that even a novice can use and feel comfortable riding it, and it's scenic along the river. Um, You see wildlife. I've ridden there and seen uh, ducks and deer and um, geese flying through there, so it's a really cool little uh, path. Um, Also on the other side along Armstrong Road, the city continues to work with the county, uh, Rice County, as well as... um, Dundas to complete the conversion of the of the local trail that's on Armstrong Road into the Milltown State Trail so that there'll be kind of a looping and the state will end up providing funding and building and improvement uh, with that trail as well. So we're continuing to work with them on this kind of overall network uh, continuing to build. Okay, that all makes sense now. I, I know that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, pathway that uh, is not paved. I understand. Yeah. I've, I've ridden my bike on that. <coughs> and wow, it's good for you. Jeff. You must have <laughs> yeah. really big tires. Oh, I, I'm an adventurous guy. No, not really, man. It's like an old 10 speed type thing. <laughs> but I made it nice. through. It was a little, I needed training wheels, but I made it through. All right, so that I went out for see bids. That. <laughs> training wheels. <laughs> so that went out for bid last night. Are you voted on sending that out to bid? Authorizing for bid. So okay. the plans and specs were completed. We've been waiting a long time on kind of easement authorization from the state of Minnesota with that MINDOT facility that the mayor talked about. about. Um, but uh, sometimes working with the state takes a while. So we've been working on this for two years, I think, um, you know, ultimately. So it's got a lot of legs to it. Knock me over with a feather. Working with the state <laughs> takes a while. <laughs> let, let, let's move on to the next one because this is probably the, uh, I want to say, probably the highest profile one, and that's removal of the dam or to remove or not to remove. Uh, you had a, a facility a study done on that. They, they gave some recommendations, and we've talked about those in the uh, past. What, uh, what was, did, did you approve something last night? Where did this uh, go in the process? Maybe I'll turn it over uh, for the mayor to talk about some of the details on there. But again, this is, I would say, part of one of our strategic plan priority areas in economic vitality is just kind of activating that riverfront. So the riverfront action plan included in that a lot of uh, energy from the committee that worked on that for a year and a half uh, and had public involvement to take a look at the long-term use of the dam uh, and whether or not you keep it replace it with something different uh, and that's what we kind of took that take a look at uh, last evening we had a report uh, a couple months ago and we've been hearing from the public the riverfront action plan again is that kind of framework for us to guide improvements and implementation along the river for future design of the park so again uh, as we take a look at it it's creating kind of an exciting regional experience to draw people to northfield but also um, Mm -hmm. would be looking at um, Uh, our local community benefiting from it too so the exploration of the dam removal was a high priority and uh and this is kind of phase one of that process and it would take a long time i guess if if this continues down to a path but last evening uh we had a a, a acceptance of the feasibility study and alternative analysis and i'll turn it over to the mayor 
uh, maybe to talk more specifically about some of those options and the recommended option uh, that was uh, accepted last night. Yeah, you, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. You had mm-hmm. it's kind of a small, medium, large type option, and which one would best sustain? And they opted for the the, the largest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and exactly, yes. And uh, this is part of that process where we've been bringing this out to the public on multiple different occasions. And I think the biggest um, question that people have had is, how are you going to finance that? Right, and so there are, and I'm hoping that we can address that here today too, because I know people are really concerned about that. And um, so options. Uh, The first option that we considered was just to maintain the dam structure as it is. The second one was to remove the dam and then replace it with rock rapids that would be three at a three to five percent slope. I don't expect people Mm -hmm. to really know what that means, but uh, it's a it would be a shorter footprint. Uh, from Ames Mill Park to the 4th Street Bridge. The option that the council went with last night was uh, recommended option three, which does that same similar thing to option two, but expands the footprint of it. So it would the Rock Rapids would start at 4th Street Bridge and go to, oh, is that right? Let me make sure I've Fifth, got that yeah. right. Fifth Street, Fifth oh Street yeah, Bridge, Fifth right. Street Bridge uh, to the Fourth Street Bridge, mm-hmm. so it just expands the area and makes it much more gentle slope, and uh, would expand or improve the ecological health of the river. That's primarily one of the reasons why we've been looking at this. It's not simply just for recreational uh, opportunities, although that is an added benefit. The ecological health is really what we're interested in, and we've been working very diligently all along with Post, consumer brands, uh, the DNR, and other uh, partners on this to explore what are the best options and how do we do this in a way to make sure that it has that long-term benefit for us as a community and isn't causing any unnecessary, uh, what would you call that, for our flooding, it's not going to cause any additional problems. And they are really taking all of that into account. There's been a lot of analysis, and that feasibility study should be on the city's website there if anybody wants to dig into that. Uh, but this is really a great opportunity for us. You, you'd mentioned the financial. Who's going to pay for it, you know, the financial things. Now, improving the river, the, the health of the river, the ecological health of the river, I'm guessing there's going to be some state money uh, available for that, maybe some federal money as well. Uh, has Have you gotten to the point where price tags and that, that financing has been fully vetted and fully uh, looked at? I would say they've got some rough estimates on all of the options, but I think the, the consultant did present a number of different financing options and the, a couple of things that come out with that. One is keeping the dam won't provide any financial resources. It's privately owned right now, so that it would basically continue. But the uh, the other options, uh, as the mayor talked about, like that shorter option that would have a faster water flow um, that wasn't chosen, um, did not receive as much priority related to funding. So the option three also, be particularly because of the quality uh, ecological benefits related to that option, is really where the money is at the federal and mm-hmm. state level. And so... Uh, all of uh, there are a number of financial resources that could cover the range up to the full amount of, of the cost related to any any replacement uh, of the dam that's there with these long rock rapids. 
Uh, but that's the next phase of the process that we're going through. I don't have the number in front of me, but I think it was around $6 million, maybe mm -hmm. roughly, uh, that they were looking at um, as a possible cost on this option. Um, but we continue to, to take a look at that and explore the funding. We also have the ability, part of the funding requirement will require the ownership to transfer. I mean, it's technically a structure now, and then when it converts and if and when it converts to the um, Rock Rapids, it's not really a physical structure at that point, but there needs to be a, a quote-unquote ownership change, I guess, as part of that process that would be required. But we'd likely tie that with the funding so that there's full transparency of like, what is the, is there any local cost? What are the grants mm -hmm. that we're getting? And it would kind of all coincide at once. But again, this is a long process. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but I think there was like some 30 agencies or something involved that are involved in the processes <laughs> as we go along. Does it have any hope of getting done? 30 uh, agencies. So, wow. So <laughs> Can't it, we again. just blow it up? <laughs> Goodness. Wow. No, somebody, we're not going to say that, Jeff. Somebody blew it up. <laughs> oh, no. Now we have to pick up the pieces. Uh, yeah, no, that's... Well, there you go. You that, could get your boulders that way, I suppose. We highly yeah. discourage that and would... <laughs> all of our law enforcement to enforce to that uh, exploring what happened if that happens <laughs> so, not an option folks this is gonna uh, take yeah. this is gonna take some time keep in mind the you know I kind of connotated a little bit to the Milltowns trail project but maybe more complex you know that one was it was it 20 years ago or something that the idea 30? okay 30 years, years ago the Milltowns trail uh, idea kind of came to fruition and uh we're still we're making another major milestone improvement here in the next couple of years to build out a local segment uh, but then we want to focus on connecting to Lake Billsby to the north and getting all the way to Red Wing with a cool regional trail and to the south uh, down to Faribault. And the regional trail of bikes is similar for the recreation side of things. We've got kind of a similar vision related to the recreation trail of our wild and scenic designated Cannon Trail, which um, in addition to the ecological benefit of the removal of the trail, we think this can be an economic stimulus for the city too related to having some uh, better paddling experiences and engaging with the river. So what is this going to pop up again on your agenda? What's the uh, next step? Is it? Uh, um, Good question. <laughs> we, we don't know yet. <laughs> I think Mr. Bennett, our public works director, left that a little bit open. Okay. But this uh, closes the book on this phase. And I think exploring financing, and my guess is we'll be coming back to the council to better explain what the next steps might be mm -hmm. and their direction yeah. on that. But they did, in fact, get a direction by accepting the report and calling out the recommended option. Mm -hmm. And this is in the future. It's not happening next year. We're talking five, ten years. or I mean, uh, yeah. this is not an immediate... 30 gonna, agencies. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to be happening agencies. quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll follow that. Uh, I want to move on to the next topic. We do have a little extra time today, so we can talk about this. And, and I'd like to maybe have somebody in to talk about this uh, more in depth because uh, I find it interesting. Uh, the North Country Cooperative Foundation revised concept plan is what's listed on the agenda, but it has to do with uh, a manufactured housing neighborhood uh that uh, could potentially be built on the uh, south side of town. Tell us a little bit about that. Give us kind of some background on that. Yeah. Should I start? Okay. So the HRA owns some additional land uh, down, mm, gosh, across from the middle school. They have, they've built housing down in that section of our community before. Most recently, we just opened up in collaboration with Three Rivers, uh, the next or the second version of Spring Creek Townhomes 2. 
uh, there's Spring Creek Townhomes 1, and then there's Spring Creek Townhomes 2. We have some Habitat for uh, home Habitat for Humanity homes down in that area as well, and that's in that same, it's undeveloped uh, property that is just behind uh, the Kester's property. Mm-hmm. And so there's about seven or eight acres down there, and the HRA has been exploring what are the best options, what should we be doing with that land, and I know that they're considering some policy to ensure that they're doing thinking in advance of moving forward with an actual product or a project. And so I'm really grateful that they're doing that, but they have given a six month uh, exclusive agreement, a memorandum of understanding with North Country Cooperative uh, to develop or pursue, continue to pursue, vet out, look at the, the different issues and stuff with that land down there. Uh, I think primarily with a 65-unit uh, manufacturing manufactured home uh, community, not park, manufactured home community. And uh, I think this has been in process with the HRA since maybe May. Uh, the HRA has been exploring this memorandum of understanding. But it is, it's new for our community. It's interesting. Uh, and we're talking to folks uh, about... You know, some workforce housing. I, th- this is not, uh, you know, to give an idea, I had to, Rich had to clarify this before me. This is not uh, um, mobile homes. These are uh, prefabricated, or what used to be called prefabricated housing, where they, they build the house, like, in a factory or somewhere, a warehouse, and then they move it on to the, to the site with a foundation and everything else. Is that, a, do I have that correct? No. 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 Okay. So getting the language right, I think yeah, what is I'm it? confused What's it gonna be? on it sometimes, yeah. too, and I've had to ask for clarification. So there, the HRA has been leading some tours of the Schultz Home, Schultz and Clayton uh, Home Factory. And uh, one of the things that we saw there was uh, what is, what? oh gosh, it's a manufactured home. It's built in the factory. It would be delivered on a chassis, but it has to stay on the chassis. So it's an updated version of, I'm not sure, people are um, politically correct term. It's a mobile home? It's not a trailer home. Okay. It's a manufactured home, but they are one, we are talking about the same type of product, but this is much more updated, much more um, improved type manufactured home but that factory also makes modular homes modular i guess this is the what i, the, what I was yeah. uh, thinking. there are some okay. different options like that where they can they can deliver the home it's pre-made in the factory you're talking about efficiencies here mm-hmm. with workforce um i've known they've been moving in this direction considering whether or not this could be one of the answers for affordable housing or workforce housing um it's that's yet to be decided what uh, is going to be put down there in that project area, but that's it's new for our community, and mm-hmm. so we need to take some time to ensure that uh, we're moving in the right direction because we're used to Hillcrest. We're used to Spring Creek Townhomes 1 and 2. We're used to Habitat for Humanity bringing in an additional 65 units uh, that would not necessarily – it's just different. And I think we need to give time to make sure that people understand. Yeah, you know, and there is uh, on uh, NTV, I believe, that there is uh, a, uh, 
a video of the tour that was given. And from what I understand, uh, those are pretty nice houses. They've got a lot of things going for them. Yeah, there's a... I don't know if Ben uh, had it. You probably know, but there's a there's clearly a range in what they can provide, mm-hmm. and I think it's a matter of a, it's kind of like being a wise buyer. What are you actually getting, and is it really what you want? Anytime mm-hmm. you're going shopping for anything, right? You want to make sure that you're putting in the right type of housing mm-hmm. for the right area in the city, and that's certainly one of the things that I asked last night too. Is what's the storm history? for that area of our community and we need to make sure that we're putting in the right housing uh, for that area of the community that's solid uh, so that it's it can meet the needs long into the future. Yeah, a couple of other things too. I think that the HRA is exploring long lists of questions I think that are still to be determined. It's a little bit different too where the idea is that the infrastructure, the streets would all be public. So what people might traditionally think of, oh, a manufacturer, does that mean it's gonna be this private? Uh, improvements no the idea was it, it would be infrastructure would be uh, public still typical to a subdivision however they are looking at the idea of you know cooperatively owned land again that might help with the affordability issue mm-hmm. that, um, that that that's a shared asset and so the appreciation of values retained with a with a cooperative model and I think also by the, uh, there's a lot of control that the HRA, the city's primary wing for housing development that the, the council authorizes for funding, um, does have also when you're looking at these products, they could pick and choose which ones they like or not. They could add additional um, criteria that would have to be improved if they pursue this option, like the mayor said, that might include additional sheltering requirements in the actual home itself. Uh, could include things that if uh, the ones that are on the, chassis could be required to have foundations as part of that um, so uh, this time period is going to give time for a lot more exploration of that um, and the, the HRA has received some interest from uh, other potential partners including Habitat for Humanity as well and so right now during this time period it will be exclusive exclusive exploration uh, specifically to them but it, it doesn't rule out that um, there could be other options too in the future so I think it's good that they're looking at it we certainly have uh, a local housing need for affordable housing. We have a state and federal uh, need as well. So um, I think stay tuned and um, we should definitely have a lot of uh, information and exploration ar- around this more. All right. Uh, once again, Mayor Poundell and City Administrator Marty are, are with us. And yeah, we'd like to talk with somebody on that. Uh, maybe yep. somebody from HRA or uh, uh, someone, uh, Jake or somebody come yep. in and talk about that at some point in the future because that's I find that very intriguing. Um, comprehensive plan. Uh, you talked about that and uh, got an updated uh, draft on that. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, so that was really just an update to the council. That's the first time that we've seen kind of the holistic um, public engagement uh, process and plan and timeline. And so that was just a quick update to the council on that. There's lots of good information on there and just was a, it, it's just an important reminder. This is an opportunity for us to talk about what do we want our community to be like in the future, 20 years out. This is everything that we do in the city needs to relate back to this comprehensive plan. So just a reminder to folks out there when you see these opportunities to engage with the city on the plan or for the visioning for the plan, what it should be, please uh, take some time and uh, be there. And we're going to be working on really going. uh, The council last night, multiple people said 
about the importance of going to where the people already are rather than requiring people to come to us and hopefully we'll uh, be able to get expand the amount of input that we're getting from a wider cross-section of the community. All right. Uh, what's good, Mayor Pannell, City Administrator Martin with us. Uh, let's... Um uh, let's move on to the closed door meeting you had last night. You know, we've been, uh, I've been here since 1987 and we've been talking about getting rid of the dam and building a new arena. Uh, one of these days we won't have to talk about those, uh, that anymore, but we still do. Uh, and the sale of the current Northfield, a uh, potential sale, I should say, of the current Northfield, uh, ice arena, uh, was discussed behind closed doors last night. I know you're somewhat limited, uh, in what you can say there, but, uh, tell us everything you can. <laughs> Which isn't much. Yeah, so we had a closed <laughs> meeting. Uh, we had the full council there. Um, uh, I was in attendance along with the uh, public works director. The uh, school superintendent uh, was in there as well because it's you know, integrated in with uh, uh, some of the school needs. And uh, we had some discussions around a potential buyer of the uh, building who has some interest in that. Um, we've had some ongoing uh, discussions of that. I think we're getting at the point where we're expecting early in the new year in January, we'll, uh, at, at least we'll be having some uh, information. There's no, not going to be any immediate decisions and we're going to have a discussion about some of the options that'll, that, that are out there, including uh, a sale option with the prospective buyer. Um, but right now I would say stay tuned and uh, we should have some information soon related to that. Um, we know there's a lot of interest around this topic, and there I would say there will be plenty of time for um, some bu public information, public vetting of options. Um, again, we're talking about projects with long history on trying to find solution. I think this goes back multiple decades, uh, you know, from originally a donated building to the city and a bunch of improvements along the way. Uh, I think everybody recognizes that it's a challenge because the, you know, we. We have a successful ice program with hockey. We have uh, figure skating. We have community skate. It's really a community asset. The building's really aged out and has got some significant need for improvements. And uh, we also know we're going to have to at least improve the ice system, if nothing else. Uh, but we have had, uh, uns you know, unsolicited, uh, been uh, approached by a, a prospective person interested in the building. So we'll be mm. looking at alternatives with the city council um, in the near future to talk about what are the options that they'll be uh, considering and uh, as it relates to the future of the arena uh, because one way or another um, there definitely are some improvements needed to that so we want to explore all options. Anything to add Mayor? <laughs> I, I think as we look at recreational needs holistically <coughs> excuse me we have our senior center uh, at 50 North or you call it 50 North not seniors right I could qualify to go to 50 North darn <laughs> Um, in the end, that building needs some updates. But I think there are people that are looking for more expansion within the recreational component uh, within 50 North that um, the city also, the city helps fund that on a regular basis as part of our, our levy. Um, but there there's some additional needs and desires out there to ensure that we're looking at recreation indoor recreation within the community more holistically and so i think it's really important that we uh, engage all of our partners look at what the potential opportunities are to make sure that we are doing what's best in the long-term interest of the community that meets multiple needs and desires i don't know desires 
And we know that when people are exercising, they're recreating, right? They're generally healthier. And uh, the school district has been doing a lot of analysis on that as well as the city. And uh, I just, uh, it's really important that we partner. Uh, we have to partner with everyone and get everyone at the table and ensure that we do this in, in the most financially responsible way possible. And that will end. We'll end on. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Certainly appreciate it. We wish you uh, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hopefully you get some time off with uh, family and loved ones and uh, get a lot of food in. Yeah. So can I just mention one more thing? Oh, sure. All right. So we have our holiday social and recognition is Tuesday, December 12th from 5 to 7 at Reunion. Uh, We traditionally do just a really short program. It's an opportunity for us to say thanks to the well over 100, I don't know, people that are giving of their time to serve on our boards and commissions, committees, uh, and uh, just invite the public to come on out to that. You're welcome to be there. Sounds good. All right. Thank you uh, once again. Uh, for Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks. Thank you. That's Northfield Mayor Rhonda Poundell and City Administrator Ben Marting. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield. Rich is back in with a look at uh, local news coming up in uh, just three minutes. For incredible